0: I'm Derek Thompson, the host of the podcast, Plain English. We tackle technology, politics, culture, history, everything that's happening in the world and why it matters. New episodes of Plain English drop every Tuesday and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello See website for details.
2: Hello, and welcome back to the Stadio Podcast. I'm Musa Kwonga. I'm Ryan Hunt. Ryan, how are you doing? I am doing okay, thanks, Musa. How are you? Oh, I, no words, no words. Sorry, that was an involuntary shudder because I just, I know that words are our trade, but I can't really fittingly describe what we've just seen.
3: In, oh, I was going to say, do you know what? I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. You cannot wait for the return of the Premier League in seven days' time. That's what you're thinking. Oh my God. I can see it, oh. Musa. I can see it in your face. I can see it oh. in your face these poor players my god
2: how do you return to earth after that
3: no idea but uh should we should we do some admin do before we get into it we hope everyone's staying safe staying well today is a special Stadio Writers House crossover episode there's a Writers House version going out on the Writers House feed there's a Stadio version going out on the Stadio feed the main bulk of the conversation is the same Ian's got to, you know he's got he's, he's got to get back to the UK so we thought we'd, we'd combine powers let's say and try and do one, one episode just to recap last night's pretty epic final. But you and I are going to do another episode, which is kind of taking a little bit more of a step back from, from the final, looking at the tournament as a whole, circling back on some stuff that we o- have obviously spoken about at the beginning and through the early stages of the tournament. Uh, so that will go up maybe Tuesday afternoon, European time. Also, quick reminder for the Christmas New Year schedule, So there will be an episode going out on the 24th of December, which will be the football things that we've been grateful for this year. So we're asking everyone to email us the things that you've been grateful for this year in a football sense. We did an episode last year that went out on Christmas Day for those who aren't aware. And it was just a really nice thing to hear some just like throughout all the grimness, just some really nice football stuff. So if you could email us hello at stadio.football, hello at stadio.football. Just, just a brief summary, you know, a couple of lines of a football thing that you have been grateful for this year, and we'll try and read out as many of them as we can on that episode. We are going to record it at in the evening on the 23rd, our time please don't email us anything after the 23rd. <laughs> yes. So we get them all in before that. That's, that's four days. You've got four days. Yeah, Try and get them Thank in by time. Thursday night. That would be amazing. So we can go through them. So if you, if you can get them all over to us by Thursday night, um, and that would be great. The other bit of admin after that, Stadios. The Stadios 2022 will be up in between Christmas and New Year. Um, It's really funny. After the last episode, you and I had a conversation. We were like, oh, maybe we should do a bit of a charity fundraiser thing for the stadios and we literally off the back of that episode as well some listeners suggested a similar thing we would love to do this however because of the schedule and the complexity of the world cup stuff it's meant that we would and because we're having to record ahead of publish it means that we won't have enough time to put in put something in in place so what we're going to do is we'll do we'll figure out something to do in the new year where we will do
2: a, a bit of a charity bump for something that sound okay to you sounds great
3: but yeah, thanks uh, to everyone who suggested yeah, that.
2: That was really cool. Thank you so much. And actually in relation to the Stadios, a very good friend of mine, Adam, shout out to Adam, was like, yeah, drop me a quick message to let you know I will not be supporting the Stadio Awards this year, but I know you will go ahead regardless. And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. You didn't, you will not be supporting it, but we, we, are, we are giving it to you. Yep. It's
3: the, it. it's the, it's the angry woman in the cat meme. The angry woman are the listeners and the cat are the Stadios 2022. <laughs>
2: Don't give us the Stadios. You're going to get it. <laughs> it's
3: like the same energy as when you get sent off. Oh, me? Me? Is me? Really? No, you can't send me off. Oh,
2: what's this doing? Officer, what's this doing on my feed? What's this?
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, and then if you, if yeah, and the reminder, right, his house will be off until early January, as will Stadio. So other than that, Stadio Ultra's placed on Spotify. If you want to listen to all the music we play out on each episode, newest one is at the top and the ringer.com forward slash soccer. And Musa was on CNN. Yeah. So go and check that out. Look at Musa. Was indeed. Musa up early on CNN.
2: Listen, listen on job. Listen. Ha, ha. Go about my business.
3: All right. So let's get into today's episode. You and I and Ian Wright, who was at the final, talking about Argentina winning the World Cup. Let's do it.
1: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. When your car needs maintenance head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com.
3: Hi, I am right. I am right sir. I am right. How you doing guys? Yeah, can I just say
4: yes. you called it? I, you called it. You called I, it. I, I, I don't think. it You know hey. what? I don't want to take any credit for calling it because I Ian. Don't felt be ridiculous. Go on, take it, it. take it. Take it. Take Ian. Don't I, be I, that guy. Take, you know, it, I take credit. I saw the vision.
3: You saw the vision. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say? I'm really glad one of those righties' house takes landed because it was looking so bad. <laughs> who, who
4: else was? Who else was? Um, who else? Mayowa said. Mayo said Argentina. Yes, me and Mayowa. Because I, I know Flo went Brazil, and so did yeah. Carl. Carl said Brazil. I, I, I think Brazil we did, as well. Probably I think present.
3: I yeah, I don't I'm, I, can't, I can't remember who I picked. I think I was nudging for Argentina. Can though.
4: I say though um, before we get onto the game, watching them against Saudi Arabia, I thought this Argentina side is done. Yeah, wild, isn't it? No spirit, no fight, no nothing. It was like remember, Moose. I remember you said Messi with that chance. What Messi missed. This is why the mm. game is. That's why the game is such a gift. Such a gift. Messi's miss was the miss of somebody says so it doesn't matter. I'll get another one soon. They weren't fired up. They had to lose that game against Saudi Arabia.
2: I have a different, I thought they were spectacular in the first half and I thought they were like kids in the candy store. I thought they were too good in the first half against uh, Saudi because you look at the, some of the quality of the attacking Mm. was mind blowing and they got drunk on power. (laughs) And so Lautaro, it's funny because his story arc is so interesting because his failure in that game Open the door for other players for to step Alvarez, up. Alvarez, yep. Mm, yep. So actually, yeah, yeah, he opened the door for Alvarez. Also like, you know, La Celso going out, mm. opening the door for Enzo Fernandez. Yes. And if you look, there was something very symbolic, even with the shootout. If you saw like even Dybala's penalty, the way it went in. Yes. And the way that those players, the senior players were struggling, you really saw that of all the senior players, actually the only one that really stayed true was Di Maria. Di Maria. The others actually, the other players, and this is not to knock Dybala and Lataro. They revealed actually just how hard it is to play for Argentina. Wow! Mm. Because they they were they were merely, they were merely very good. They were merely yes. just very good footballers. Whereas what Enzo Fernandez did, what uh, Rodrigo De Paul did, my God, those people McAllister. went to a level of McAllister. He was. They, oh my they, God, they, 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 McAllister. McAllister. These players did something, and we'll get into this, the full, mm. full discussion in a sec. They raised the level. Of sporting bravery and bravery is a strong word to use but the level of sporting bravery these players exhibited was astonishing. Mm. I actually woke up this morning and I'm like I cannot believe that these players did this under that pressure yeah. because look Diego Maradona full respect to his legend and everything Diego did not have to follow oh my like gosh, Messi had to did. follow. Yes. To yeah, follow. There was no one
3: else yeah. before him really.
2: Wow. Like for 40, nine, yeah. Ryan for 40 years to have yeah, yeah. that on you mm. and to have to walk in those soles in those shoes and all of them, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm blown away. And also the thing is, and I said this about, and we'll go quickly to, very quickly mention France. Mm. We'll get to this more, more depth. I want to say at the out, at the outset, Kylian Mbappe yes. could retire mm-hmm. this morning <laughs> at 10 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Central and he'd be European one of the time, greats. and he would still be one of the greatest yeah. players of all time. Yeah. That's yeah, totally he's, he's entered, entered, yeah. he's, entered Mount, he's Mount Olympus at yeah. this point
3: he's amongst the greats yeah yeah for sure and Musa said last week when we were talking about what we hoped for the final Musa said you know I just hope that Mbappe scores two Messi Messi scores two and it's yeah. like kind of four two to one of them so that neither of them can be held up as gone, gone yes. missing or yes. frauds or anything like that Mbappe gets a hat trick the first hat trick in a World Cup final since 1966 mm-hmm. following on from his previous World Cup final when he was the first teenager to score in a World Cup final since Pele mm. This was one of those finals, and maybe we'll kind of we should go back to the beginning because it was so much to, to yeah, so digest much. from it That's, that I think yeah. we could get lost. Yeah. But the cast was so strong. It was like Scorsese got the whole gang back Absolutely. together. It was departed. It was a departed. <laughs> departed. Yeah. There was like, it was like, oh my <laughs> God, someone just popped in for three scenes but they've won like two Academy Awards. There were seven main
2: characters. (laughs) (laughs) The Departed, there were seven. Jack Nicholson's opening monologue of The Departed was basically Di Maria just stealing the show. You know, like everyone turned up to see Messi and Bappe. And if you watch The Departed, the opening monologue by Jack Nicholson is one of the most stunning things Mm. in film. And you're like, you go there expecting Wahlberg. You're like, oh shit, Jack took this. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And... Di Maria, and we get into this. We must get into it now. Let's get into it. Hour. Let's get into Let's it. Let's start from it. the top. Let's top start top. from the top. Honestly,
3: because, miss, what, did, because what, did I, what did I put in the rightest house group? What did you say? I said Argentina need to score bef- before France figure out what they're doing. What they're doing? Because France just looked miles. You know, the, here thing the thing is, with,
4: with the illness, and what, there, there was definitely something. I, I know that they've they've ne- they've not used it as an excuse for whatever it is, but there was definitely something because I just I'm not expecting any team. To start a World Cup final that subdued.
2: There was so. There was something else, though. What, what? John, John Muller posted um, a pass, the passing patterns about what France were doing. Mm. And the actual, it was awful. Like, France were passing square, square there was no yep. dynamism. You know, this is the thing, we said this before about Erling Haaland about how Man said he don't need him yet, till the quarters. France did not need Paul Pogba until the late stages of the mm. knockout. But my God, in that final, Ryan, you look at that final and like the the match control that Argentina exhibited, yes. that is where Pogba is needed. But can I say though- the, 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 Does that make sense? Because yes, the regulation does. of play, yep. long, short passing, yep. all of it that, needed, because they were chasing the tempo, everything. But the thing is, can I say that the, the,
4: the genius move from Scaloni was Di Maria starting yeah. right out there on the wing and it just looked- Old school. It Stanley looked, Matthews. Honestly, it was so- Strange to see. They just stretched them so wide. Coende did not know what to do with him. And the way, they really struggled down Oh, that right, he really so did. He that, really they did. They and the really way did. that Argentina not only controlled the game and, and the ball, and the, the, it's just France were quite narrow
2: and then they were so stretched they could not deal with it sorry thinking- the only reason i'm laughing there is some laughing is because i'm thinking of kunde going into the dressing room and seeing pavard and pavard nodding again. Yeah. last time <laughs> honestly <laughs> cuz this is like it in the waiting, waiting room else- exactly <laughs> guys
4: cuz this is what it is you see like right. pavard cuz i thought like 2018 he was amazing can't he can't even get into the team especially that fantastic goal he scored against argentina Yes, with, with Di running wild with, again. Yes, running wild again. But like, it's true, Moose. When he, he came in, he must have said, yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's what I'm talking about. The- Ian, they had four
2: years of warning to deal with Di De had no solution. They had four <laughs> years of warning. That is like a dinosaur watching a comet approach and there's nothing you can do. Because the thing about Di Maria, right? You can talk about Scaloni and all of that, but it's still the match fitness. It was brilliant to bring him in, don't get me wrong. Mm. But Di Maria, if he's fit, he starts. And he's been... That's the first time. He he is the most devastating... Yeah, yeah, he's the most devastating wide forward, arguably, a winger. He's the most devastating winger in big games that we've seen in the last, what, 15 years? Mm -hmm. Consistently. If he's physically fit, he will destroy you. And there's a good argument to say that he'd been physically fit for the two Copa America finals, the World Cup final, Argentina win all those trophies. It's a very strong argument he does that. And we saw it. This first half against... Um, against France. And I got to give credit to DePaul as well. God bless yes. him. Kept trying his switch. Didn't always come off. No, but like no. the, the, the switches they put on, this reminded me actually of Luis Enrique's Barcelona, actually. Mm-hmm. The way they played, the conservatism, not conservatism, sorry, the directness, the way this team gets the ball forward, right? Yes. Croatia and now in France, those are two of the most spectacular performances in terms of match control you will see from a major team in this tournament. They did them back-to-back.
3: There's an interesting thing here, I think, with, with Di Maria especially, and we need to talk about obviously the his role in, in the first Argentina goal, because it again, it just yeah. came from that mm. Argentina left-hand side that France just really struggled with in those early stages. Yes. Yeah. But f- for France, I think that this was the first, well, not the first, because I think it happened against Morocco, but they got away with it a little bit, and they kind of got away with it in, against England, is that when you are essentially the more passive of the two sides despite your quality mm. sometimes you're going it's going to really hurt you and mm-hmm. this was this was one of the games that hurt them because especially in that first half because we said before early on in the tournament it might have been when we were talking about England saying that elite teams now know that they're going to have to absorb pressure for a certain amount of time yeah. and they're actually pretty comfortable with it mm. but the problem with france is, is that their entire system relies on keeping it time when they do absorb the pressure and mm. if they can't as we saw mm. it's panic stations it's when we panic have stations, two, yeah. the two the double substitution wow. which was actually only after about 33 minutes of play because there was seven minutes added time because of the injury that actually even though it didn't in hindsight France got back into it but I thought that double substitution killed France more than the second Argentina did, because it just sent out like a the message that they were like they're in trouble
4: it could have waited till half time
3: yeah, I agree. I, I just I'm going to be yeah. quite. Yeah. yeah, yeah sorry, you, know, you
4: know what I mean? I thought he could have waited till half time yeah. because, I, of course, it looked like he he had to make the decision when he hadn't made the decision. Because, can you imagine if they scored again and the way it was going, especially the way Dembele, Dembele can, he, he must have not been right simply because the way he, he made that challenge on Di Maria was the kind of challenge you make when, 80 minutes in when you're tired. It, it, it was such a poor challenge. It's, it's like somebody is just not used to being back there and I've been doing it so long, I'm not getting no help and this is just my uh challenge. It was such a poor challenge. We're talking about 25 minutes. This is
3: just where you you, you can tell the difference between an elite defender and a non-elite defender, mm-hmm. i.e. someone who isn't a defender, mm-hmm. is that a defender gets one side of yes Di Maria and that's the situation because it avoids what ultimately happens in, like a defender who is used to tracking an attacker knows if I'm within a foot of this guy's legs, it's a foul, mm-hmm. even if I mean to or not. So you go one side because then their their actual running pattern doesn't interfere with yes, where you are. Yes. De, uh, uh, Dembele, Dembele gets directly behind him. So basically, all that happens is you can see it on on the slow mo. Maria's heel clips his shin, yep. and then he clips his own heel because of it, and it's down. It's a penalty. It's super soft. It's really
2: poor from Dembele, but it's it's a penalty. We're going to be harsh here. Go on then. No, there he is. If Morocco were playing against this team, Dembele is third in line to make that challenge. That is equivalent of Ziyech. Mm. That is going to Hakim Ziyech having to tackle Di Maria there. There is no way mm. that Regragui has Ziyech tackling Di Maria in that area. There are two center, There are two players. There's Hakimi and, there's, and his deputy, mm. maybe Saez if he's fit, in line to we'll tackle that player there. first. We'll so there. it's not even Dembele's fault. He shouldn't have been there. And here's the thing as well I'll say about Deschamps. I think he gets very lucky in this final. Indeed. I think he panics with these two substitutions. Mm-hmm. He makes them too early because this is the biggest game of Ousmane Dembele's life. Mm. Okay. And he has been spectacular in some of the early rounds. Not used best in some of the other league games. I think he could have been encouraged to go wider in certain games. But fundamentally, this is a player who showed up for you with effort mm. and you humiliated him. You have Giroud, who basically didn't score many goals, whose legacy is based on being underrated and you humiliated yes. him. You threw him under the bus and the only thing that bailed out Deschamps is that he had a bench full of generational talents oh my gosh there yes. are very few coaches in world football Scaloni looks at his bench and he can't drag up Camavinga Mm-mm. he can't do that he hasn't got he hasn't got a Colo Mouane with mm. the bravery to go at it who was now denied winning the entire thing he hasn't got a Marcus Tram who should have got a penalty in my opinion yes. deep and extra time so here's the thing Deschamps basically he got away with it he should have waited actually. he should I think he, d- he could have waited till half time because it was I think like he for me lucky. you just looked at France they
4: looked like, I don't know. He whatever. humiliated it, two yeah, players
2: that have served him. Yeah. These players, are, sorry to like, I've no, got no, to go no. off on this. On. These players bailed Going him off. out because they were carrying an additional load. Dembele had to step in to fill the creative gap left yes. by Pogba. Yes. Giroud had to lead the line knowing Benzema mm. was gone. These players were not expected to get this far. And the moment things be, got be, tough, be, the moment things got brutal, Deschamps Andrew. threw them under the bus. And for that alone, I think he loses a huge amount of authority.
3: You're totally right because I think by what well, um by this point Argentina were 2-0 up thanks to that unbelievable second, second goal, goal which oh my God. is one of the goals of the tournament because there's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot of, shit, concept, a lot of poor well, like, play
4: from France but it was totally taken totally took full advantage of the, the lack of the lack of closing down now it was a magnificent yeah. goal right magnificent goal
3: and do you know what and you know I I, I love goals that you that, that end up playing out in you know kind of quite mm. elaborate moves if you like but you know Maybe five or six passes ahead of the final touch. That is, it's like no—the Urzel done. moment when and Messi does. plays the there pass. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was when the Messi Urzel played, moment. Messi the plays the pass on the halfway line with his back to goal, and I'm like, price. they're done. It's, it's, on. They're it's absolutely on. done. And and we need. I think McAllister here absolutely. deserves such a well massive said, shout man. out because
4: there are so we'll many people in this wrong.
3: position who are bearing yeah. down on goal in a World yeah. Cup final, and they're like, I'm just yeah. going to shoot. I'm going to shoot. It's my moment. This is my moment. or get that
4: pass wrong or get the pass wrong. Or Get it wrong. It yeah, was so good. And you know what was really good about it? When we were sitting, Rai, you could see it unfold because the pitch, the, the yeah. angles that you get for the commentary positions here are just, they're just magnificent. And you, you could see it all coming from the front. The, the goalie played it out. I think it was Upa who got really pressed hard quickly by Alvarez, who then tried to just, to so Upa tried to put it down the, down, down the line. He whipped it straight into the middle and it was the ball into the middle. They weren't tight enough. They weren't tight enough, whether it was Chouamani or whatever it was. When he laid it into Messi, that was the touch that then you thought, oh my God. Because then you could see over the other side that, um, <laughs> that Di Maria is free. Di Maria was like, "It's like up. there were beasts lurking. So all it needed to happen was, can Messi, from the angle he was, because remember the way Messi played it, it had a little bit of spin on the ball, the way he flicked it, it spun mm. so it could sp- into his path. When McAllister went through, I'm thinking, has he got the composure and the time to play this pass exactly how Di Maria needs it? And it was perfect because Di Maria didn't even break stride, actually hit it, hit it down yeah. into the ground over him. Did the it was, finish. Yeah. It was just one of those goals where you're thinking, you know what? Of course, Roberto, like, um, we're talking um, the Brazilian goal in the 70s, Carlos Alberto coming over down that side and drive, driving it in. Mm. It had that kind of vibe and that energy where he's coming in and you're saying, please score this. And he scores and you're thinking, it can't be this easy. Surely it cannot be this actually, easy. Actually, I think it
2: was better than that. I, was was, I think it was actually, I think the highest comment I can give it was basically like peak Brighton-Hove Albion. Seriously, actually. on the break, I but mean, they finished you the want cho- to see one, finish one of the, the most chance. Brighton goals. You want to see them as, yeah, but yeah, the new Brighton is now yes. scoring. We see them now. Like this was, look, we can, I'm only half joking. Brighton won the World Cup. They had a spectacular World Cup and McAllister, the way McAllister, McAllister stepped up with this composure, what was amazing about this Argentina team in this tournament was the amount of players that could be protagonists. Yeah. Alvarez ran the show for large periods in the semi-final, didn't run the show here, but didn't need to. Just did his best in terms of drawing movement. Enzo Fernandez, again, just controlling tempo really well. A quiet, not a quiet game, but um, not an eye-catching game. Effective, but not eye-catching. And this is the thing about this Argentina team. You have a match where Mbappe scores a hat-trick and it's arguably right. not the play mm. of the game. You have a match where Di Maria was so dominant that he went off after an hour. And I thought at that point, no matter what happens in the final half hour, Di Maria is clearly man of the match. It was as dominant a performance as when Ronaldo came to um, Old Trafford and oh, scored course, that hat-trick, yeah. I think in O two O three, It was mm. like that. Di Maria ran. <laughs> oh well, this Argent, Argentina as a whole. It's one of the most. The first hour of Argentina until he went off is the most yeah. impressive performance by a by an international team in I a major final. I have as far seen, as to say, that it, I have seen
4: the way because obviously we're going into seventy eight minutes there, Ryan. and and I'm thinking, and this is what I'm saying. It can't be this easy. They're fucking blasting them away. And remember, by now, Mbappe's. Mbappe he's getting the ball and you can see they're in and around him and he's trying he's, he's yes. trying to wriggle away and do his mm. stuff but then once he scores it's like Gary Neville said he is fucking terrifying he is he, he, smelled he was terrifying. terrifying because all of a sudden he went it's almost like he went that's it and he fucking took over and you could see in the Argentinian players the fear they the fear mm. when, when that when that penalty went in and he, he scored the penalty, he got the ball and went back, right? It was amazing to watch. You could feel it like he turned on his superpower. You know
3: why though, right?
4: Because
3: they've done it before, right? Tim
4: Vickery wrote a tweet
3: literally at 2-0 being Uh-oh. like, this is where Argentina, if Argentina are going to fuck it up, yeah. they're going to fuck it up from 2-0 up. If this was the Netherlands, the Netherlands all, game all over again. again. It, and it, it was, it was exactly the same because, because it's like this was the last chance. Yeah. So every single moment of like when they come up against it, it, it almost I, I can't imagine the pressure that that must feel, especially when you're like we have to do this to like, even play the ball forward. Yes, but the thing is as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Back to, back yeah, and to the thing as
4: well, right, yeah. is that as a team, can you imagine? You, you know, you you know what France are capable of? They've got Mbappe. At any stage, you yeah. can go fucking supernova. You're winning two nil. And then all of a sudden, you're starting to think this. You're actually starting to think it. And so when you, f- when you yeah. look at the, the way the penalty was conceded, you just think, really? Really, Otamendi? You know what I mean? You're, you're really going to give that away like that? You know what I mean? And then you've… He, but, he's, but
2: this was his role. He's been chaotic the whole time. And, you know, and the, you know who
4: I thought was going be, to be chaotic? And to be honest, he didn't. He wasn't as bad as I thought he was going to be, especially in this game, was Romero. I thought Romero controlled mm. himself a lot because he has got that Argentinian, no one fucking passes. If you're going past me, I'm fouling you. I'm, and to, honestly, it, fucking, he did the prop <laughs> job, man. He kept it dead fucking boring honestly, in the World yeah, Cup he final. He did, he did, he did. It. It, he did. He fucking oh did it, but like when they scored, everybody, we all went, here we go. I thought it was going to be the first yeah. 10 minutes of the second half that that was going to happen. Yeah, right. Me too. But like, I, remember, I think, was it Gary Neville or it might have been Roy Keane said, listen, they just need to just compose themselves and stay in it because they've got players who can just turn this game on its head. Roy Keane said that literally five minutes before it all started to happen because he said, if they score, they'll, if France score, they'll fucking shit themselves. That's We've seen it. That's what they do. And they scored and you could see to a man when they were walking back to the centre circle to take it, France, is at the, France had their tails up and, and Argentina went into survival mode and that was the biggest mistake and what we're talking a minute later guys we, we see yeah. arguably that one goal. of the best finishes you're ever going to see on that stage in this under the circumstances with a player a, a, a player that's the next the next incumbent for greatness the next one off the conveyor belt for greatness the way he met, he played a one-two off his head ball came back the, the technique and, and the way I, I've been talking about it for the whole tournament, go to basics when you get in that situation, so you can get the best possible contact on the ball. His technique for that volley, guys, was amazing. It was such a difficult mm. chance, right? But there was something so like
3: many things could have went wrong with that. He knew it was going in before he'd even made contact with it. Mm. And I was trying to think from that position on that foot, that stage of the game, that kind of finish. Who else in the world? Would that fall to where I'd be like, oh, this is going in. And the only one I could actually mm-hmm. think of
2: was Benzema. You think? <laughs> the only one I could think of was 2018 Mbappe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, actually, I don't think 2018 Mbappe
3: does that finish. I think, it's, I think that's, that's, that's an addition to his game. Like, I think it's very underrated. Messi, I don't think. Um, that's not really Messi's thing. I don't, it's not really Holland's, it's not really Haaland's ballpark mm-hmm. because obviously right foot as well. And I was genuinely thinking, and this isn't, I don't, I'm not meaning to do the whole like, he's the only player ever in the world that could never do anything like this. But I I was genuinely thinking the only one that that I thought would be inevitable was like,
4: maybe Benzema. He's got the sauce to take it on like that because I'm not. At that speed, speed, at that speed. Because we're talking about, we're not talking about a ball that's coming at a pace where you can feel, he's in total control of what power he's going to put on it. He's got to get his body right to hit it. He's got to fall away so as it doesn't go over the bar. So many things could have gone wrong with that volley to the point where if he doesn't get that right, they say, why didn't you take a touch? He didn't need mm-hmm. a touch because in his mind, oh, this is my chance. The ball floated lovely and he hit it perfectly. People said, well, it went close enough to Martinez. No, because he'd done the basics so right that you're going to get clean contact and the contact was clean. And so you get the power. And so the goalkeeper is not going to be able to react well enough to, 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 to save it. And I'm thinking, oh my God, we went, we went fucking crazy in, in the studio. We went crazy in there because we said, my God, he's taken that first time. Jesus I'm Christ. I'm going to say something
2: else. I've got to throw, I've got to throw this as well, right? The dynamic that he has with Emmy Martinez, is like Rivaldo have with Peter Schmeichel. <laughs> Schmeichel yeah. was the best stop- shot stopper in that tournament. Uh, and, Rivaldo would make his personal duty to make the man sit down. This man scored, Mbappe scored four times past Emi Martinez, the most intimidating shot stopper in two yes. hours. This is a man, Emi Martinez, that went up to the penalty spot. The one thing I would really criticize him for, throwing yeah, away the horrible. ball during the shootout horrible. against Jiménez. That mm-hmm. was, he should have been booked for that. That was to watch. He should have been booked for that. No, honestly, there should be some, because that element of like that intimidation element, he should be risked like, like ascending off for that because that energy is something else. Chiuamani had to walk and receive the ball like 30 yards, he had to walk around. I've not seen that before in a game of this level, that level yeah, of disrespect. I, yeah. so, but back, back to what Mbappe did, in terms of his finishing and his style, like we saw him against Argentina 2018 like mm. just go supernova. And if you'd said then he would do something even more mind-blowing, I would have said there's no, like Mbappe 2018 against Argentina is, it is the closest thing I've seen to not just Ronaldo, Brazilian, but, but actually mm. Pele. And I think what the World Cup is interesting because it's not like the Champions League. It's not like uh, the Premier League. The World Cup basically, because the platform, people watching it, it allows you to elevate your sporting legend to heights that are not possible in any other tournament. That's the unique opportunity the World Cup offers. Mbappe, every single question that has been asked of a major footballer in the last hundred years, Mbappe answered it. And not just answered it, with increasing levels of confidence, swagger, arrogance, to to the point where, This man is now, I almost think the next thing he should do, the next holiday she takes should be in Argentina, just so he can be received as a guest (laughs) of honor. Because there there are certain games you play that create a lasting respect. I almost, and that sounds like a silly thing because there is a bit of bad blood between these teams. You saw like the bad blood after the game, but this is almost the moment I think of like sporting fraternity. I think, yeah. Where those teams actually we were united by a great spectacle. You know what I said?
4: I I actually said, I've done a few World Cup finals and finals. I don't think I've, mm. I've, I've watched the game. And I, like I say, it was what, 70 odd minutes before it really kicked in when, King, when Killian came. Um, it was one of the greatest games simply because of the way Argentina started and the way that France just came to life. And I remember saying in my, in my analysis, getting ready, I was saying, we're talking about a team that are not really fuss are, are, are not really bothered about not controlling the game they've got the confidence they, you know mm. but they've also got the kind of confidence that they know yeah but we we can score in within 15 seconds we've got a guy over there who can score within 15 seconds we can break on you and this game got, turns on its head and like when mm. I, I said to the guys, this is this is the best game I think I've ever watched in respects of emotion and going through it because for a start, I didn't know who I wanted to win. Obviously, I said Argentina at the start and there was something about Messi mm. and wanting Messi to do it and you look at the images and it's beautiful seeing him do it. But there's something about the French team and the 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 age of this French team knowing that, yeah, their time will come again, you hope. Um, You have to say, yeah. something cataclysmic has to go wrong for them not to get back there in the way that they're, the way that they're coming through and you just look at the way Kamavinga came on in the World Cup final and just played like it was nothing.
3: You know what I mean? Can we we bank that because we need to talk about that. Yeah, but like you
4: look at it guys and I'm saying this is possibly the best game I've, um, I've ever watched live. It had everything.
1: I would agree. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com.
3: We've talked about like obviously Argentina wanting to win it. Messi's probably Messi's final World Cup the fact that it's something that he's quested for mm. so long. Yeah. The fact they get the Copper America Huge. and then they get the World mm. Cup. But the thing is, with Messi and Mbappe, there's a really, they seem to have like a really interesting dynamic, those two, because I think that there are a few players that could arrive at PSG mm. who could just slot in that easily alongside an Mbappe in terms of profile and in terms of role. Yeah. And I think what, there is a very much like a kind of like, uh, master apprentice mm. I know it's super throwaway and cliche but there is a very like that, for example I don't think there are other players who will remain unnamed who could go to PSG at the same time in their career and Mbappe would respect as, yeah, or gel with as, as much as Messi, as Messi. Yeah. that's not just big enough Messi that's big enough Mbappe and I think that this you could tell that this game it was like it was like when Mbappe got the second mm. and it cut to Messi and he's just kind of Smiling a little bit as if to be like, that's that's my right, guy. He's pulling it. his socks up. Yeah, yeah, and he's
4: he's kind of saying, Oh fuck it, he's here. He's pulling he's his socks up, so be like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it went to 2 2, guys, was in there, and I was thinking, Wow, is it is it written? Is it written <laughs> for Messi? This is what I'm saying, it's the greatest ever because if you gonna write if you're gonna do this as a film script, you know what I mean, then you say, Right, they've come back in. The other main protagonist Mbappe's shown up now. He's scored two goals, it's two two. So now we're gonna see Messi ascend to the throat and score the third moose. Right. one oh of the ugliest goals in his career. I love this. But you know <laughs> what though? Crash Honestly. the box, kids.
2: <laughs> Crash the box kids. One of the most Honestly. like
4: winningest winning goals. <laughs> so and kind yeah. of like Is it over the line? Yes. It's over
3: the line. It's gotta be is over it? the line. Oh my yeah, god, but, it's in But it's the in. thing is, is right,
4: like. it's the way it again we've got to say, Lataro Martinez, remember, he was a guy who I thought was going to be um, the golden boot winner. Um, I thought, he came on and in this space of time that he was on, he's had three fucking shots on target. His his movement was 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 fantastic. So you're hoping Mm. that at some stage it, it starts to happen for him in respect of him finishing him off because I love the way he gets in and he's thinking of nothing else other than I'm fucking, I'm smashing this into the goal. But it's the way yes. Messi just like you say, crash the box. He just keeps moving forward, just moves forward, moves forward, and then bam, the ball comes out. He taps it in. I'm thinking, um, lessons for yeah, life, kids, keep moving so, forward. Absolutely, Moose. I'm thinking, my God, it's written in the stars. Oh Dude, God, you know I had the opposite thought though. I was just like,
3: it would be such a messy thing if France win this actually.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: There's a weird kind of like tragic element to a lot of Messi's like football career. For, for all the Ryan, glory... I was thinking that. that. I was saying, Tennessee.
4: surely it can't go to this. This man has done so much. Surely it can't go to this. He's actually scored the third goal to make it three the to the winner. And
2: then... They I score don't. again, Right, I'm saying it's too cruel. It's too cruel. It was, the per- it was the perfect ending. Do you know why it was the perfect ending? Because just like in the Copa America final, Messi's supporting cast he could delegate responsibility mm. and they got mm. it done. Emmy Martinez got it done. That's the thing about, I loved about it. Like the, the point that Messi scores that first penalty of the shootout and it's out of his hands and he has to watch.
3: Well, before we get onto that, let's just like finish mm-hmm. this off quickly. So like, obviously the France get back into yes. it with a penalty from, which is a total, it was, it was a really good spot yeah, actually yeah, I did spot yeah. it in real time. His arm, yeah,
4: his arm was out
3: there, right? Uh, mm. And Martinez was so,
2: Close to that was that the one that was I think the first was it one I the think it was close to, was close to, He was closer in the, the shootout. First one but, in the yeah. one in the
3: shootout that was those were the two. What he missed this one.
2: Murani, Murani, or the v- save from Muani by Martinez was mind blowing.
4: Save, oh my god! At the end, it, at the right, end exactly. Of the- that the M- save, M- M- you say save. It should have had no chance. No, 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 true. And I feel for yeah. Muani because sometimes you feel like did well when he came on. He did do well, and you think he to yourself, did. wow, really, he's coming on now. He's going to score. That you. was the moment. That was the moment. He said, "It's come too soon for the for the guy." I'm so sorry because. All he saw was, i this. He just needed to hit that to the goalkeeper's right. Because when you look at it again, in this, in um, when they showed a replay from behind, he's trying to go into a side of the goal that has given the goalkeeper so much opportunity to save it rather than putting it in a place where Emi Martinez has to make an actual effort to go and save it. He's literally just moved his foot there. And I'm thinking, mm. I feel for Mohani because Adrenaline. obviously he's not been in a situation of that magnitude enough in his career where he's going through and he gets composed because the way he hit it, he hit it in the first place he could see. Instead of thinking, I've got to, hook, yes. I've got to pull that over to that left, onto that right side. At that stage of the game, the game would be over. And I'm thinking, oh my God, he's missed it. I, all I could feel was sorry for him. To yeah. say, my God, the chances come too quickly for this guy. I know he scored when he came
2: on the other day, but that was, you know, tapped it in. But Lattaro, Lattaro, but look at it. You see that late in that game in the finishing, that that, that last header that Latara gets, his misses actually get yes, worse and do. worse. Yeah. Like when he heads that more one, and more desperate. the ball comes off his head like a bo- like a, like a yeah, boy, More and more egg. desperate. He could have legit had two. Even Messi, Messi peppers Lloris from distance. Messi is frustrated because he knows if he puts that like five yards either it's, side yes, of Lloris's Does that make so sense? To be so honest, even, a yard, even, like... It's even, yeah, yeah the, the speed, the power. So even getting it on target at that stage... You know, this—the thing about this tournament was so amazing. Was in this final, was that you saw the pressure in real time. You yeah. saw how hard it was just to get the ball on target. Like, like I said, the Dybala penalty is one of the most revealing things in terms of big man pressure. This man's barely played mm. a game, barely played minutes, and he puts it right down the middle. And he jogs away like, "Oh look, I've done it!" But I was like, you it's got away with that. He nearly you got away got, it, with that. It, it my went friend. too
4: close to him for me.
2: Went too close to the goalkeeper." The pressure feet. was. And this is the only the only reason I don't feel heartbroken for France is because I know the bulk of those players will be back again in four years. Yeah. Like they're gonna get another bite. And here's the thing as well, they have Kanate and Saliba on the bench. Actually, Everyone's like, How do they solve the defensive problems? I'm like, just make right sense. So yeah. like,
4: <laughs> right, we we must mention um, because it's only you guys were the ones that brought into my attention in the first place, is, is Kamavinga. For my, honestly, most of not the One of the smartest
3: one of the most
4: intelligent young footballers Honestly. in Europe without an absolute, like, without a shadow of a doubt. You know, with Rabiot, um, Rai, I was so interested to ask you guys, because they took Rabio off, then it looked like he looked a bit groggy, didn't he? Could they mm. have put Kamavinga mm. in that role? Or is it too... Uh, could they have put him on that left side in the midfield? Because I'm thinking to myself, the way he played at left back, it felt like, oh, we know what you're capable of doing here, but you're doing it back here. Ideally, they needed it another 20 yards forward what he was well, this doing. Is,
3: this is interesting because you know when they rotated really hard for the final group game and mm. Camavinga played left back and he was fine but I was just a bit like "What the fuck is Camavinga playing left back? Honestly you know? I just felt like um, a fucking waste. I mean hindsight you could say it was but I also think that a, a tiring Hernandez could have left gaps at that spot for France and you never know who, if Argentina would have got in and ultimately Camavinga did absolutely nothing wrong and gave France a security at that stage of the game in a position that they had struggled to have to actually keep secure for a few games now. The amount of times he just threw a fake, played a 1-2, France were out of trouble and they were on the front foot. And I just thought, honestly, like for someone who is still not locking down a a centre midfield, like he's not locking down a spot in his Mm. favourite position at club or international level yet. He will do. We've talked about this before numerous times on Stadio especially with Chiwameni coming in, they Mm. are the future of the French and the Real Madrid midfield for as long as they want to be. Jesus Christ. It's going to be frightening. But to come into a World Cup final Final, and play left back and do literally nothing wrong is... Unbelievable. At that age, because this was such a jam-packed final in terms of iconic or memorable moments, it's something that deserves to be remembered mm. for as long, like that, whenever people talk about Kamavinga in five, 10 years time, people need to be talking about the 2022 World you Cup You know, as well? performance. Yeah, yeah,
2: but here's the thing, here's yeah. the thing, on, I got to, I think, I've got to jump in there. I actually think, um, to your point, to agree with you and disagree with you, Kamavinga is going to get his credit. Good. This is going to be like the return of the King. You know, like the, return, the first thing you watch the return of the King, you're just watching the headlines, the sour and get beaten, blah, blah, blah. But then when you rewatch it, you're watching it scene by scene. And I think this World Cup final People are going to go back and dissect it in stages because actually it was almost three finals, weirdly enough. It was three finals. It was up until the 70th Mm -hmm. minute, then up until extra time, then it was the penalties and everything the penalties Mm -hmm. meant. And I really think that actually when we step back from this game, we're going to start seeing performances from players and go like, oh my goodness, that Mm -hmm. person was more conservative than they should have been like, we're going to rewatch what Alvarez Mm -hmm. did, and how his devastating movement opened the space for De Maria, because everyone was yes. so terrified of Alvarez wrecking mm. shop. Everyone overloaded on the right Bam. or centrally, and De Maria was just suddenly having a, a house party. Yes. It reminded yes. me of, um, there was a video someone sent me on YouTube once of like, you know, raccoons are super smart, mm. right? And so what they did was they created a bin that a raccoon couldn't break into. It was like a raccoon-proof bin. It was so clever. Like you, you had to climb on top and whatever. They couldn't do it. And then a month later, they showed a video of someone, a raccoon, a raccoon broke, broke, broke into, into the raccoon-proof bin. Yeah. And that was what yeah, Dembélé did. It is exactly. You know who else as well? This unhackable. He's unhackable. You know who else came
4: on and obviously with the experience it. of like four years ago as well and came on and knew exactly what <sighs> had to be done was Kingsley Coleman. Yes. You know, and I, I yes. thought to myself, oh, yeah, that's a great hell, shot. You know, you know something? Of course, you cannot not start Dembele and the way he was be, he was, he's played in, in the World Cup up to, up to this point. You can't, but I still would have. I, you know, it's easy for me to say that fucking taking him off like that, just what, to save him. Roy Keane would probably say, no. Roy Keane said, I actually admire the manager. He's fucking making changes because he doesn't care the, the, the magnitude of the game. I believe, again, why I couldn't be a manager is because I would feel for their emotions. I'd feel for their emotions even if I took him off at half time. And I think that he could have lasted till half time. But at the same time, you looked at Dembele. And it looked like he, he, he just, what, he couldn't, it wasn't, it wasn't happening for him.
2: Yeah, but I disagree. I think that I disagree with you there. I think that Scaloni, the reason they won this World Cup and shout out to him because he needs huge mm, yeah. credit for this. Scaloni won this World Cup partly because he did trust his players and he didn't humiliate them. If you look at the chances he gave Lautaro, this man risked actually his professional mm. position, allowing Lautaro to miss all those chances against Australia yeah. and whatever. But he did it because he's like, I want this man to come into form. Mm. I know he missed against Saudi. I want yes. him to come good. And you know what? Shout out to Lautaro, because he did score that winner in the shootout. So he did come, he he did come good when he needed to. And Scaloni, basically, the difference between him and Deschamps, it's not that Scaloni is afraid to be ruthless. It's that he is the first point of responsibility, whether his team wins or loses. The humility, the humility when when Messi, at the end of the games, Scaloni didn't run up to Messi and be like, make it all about him. In the same way that Macron was all over Mm. Mbappe at the end of the game. Scaloni, by contrast, was holding back the whole time. He waited for like the group to mm-hmm. come to him. And the way that he built that collective is is just spectacular. And I think we haven't talked enough about Scaloni yeah. maybe in mm-hmm. this tournament or in this podcast, but his achievement is
4: when you consider how he got this le- legendary. Because the Argentina job is one that you are petrified of. And you heard what Messi what Messi, you heard what Maradona said about him, this man can't direct traffic. You know, that's what Maradona said about him. And, you know, you, that's Galone. That, yeah, he said that about him. He said, this man can't direct traffic. And, it, which is something that I, I don't think is fucking easy anyway for him to direct traffic. I was going to say, does that, yeah, yeah.
3: I was going to say, but like, does
4: it, it, it was the second part of that quote, but he will win the World but Cup? But he will win Argentina. the World Cup because, <laughs> but the thing is, is that remember when he got the job, they said two games. Hmm. And it's two, then they said another two games, another two games to the point where then, you know, he's won, then he won the Copa America. How do you get rid of him? But then you look at him and you think to yourself, this man, or, this man took that job on, the Argentina job. The pressure that comes with that, I don't think is second to anything. And you know, yes, Brazil. And Maradona called Maradona him out. Maradona and such... said this man can't direct traffic because he was the under, Your hero. the under-21s, under under-19s, whatever it was. Yeah. But the fact is he got the job and he finally was the one that was abled, able, able, to build the team around Messi and and, and a team that are happy, happy to be the guys that have been chosen to do it. And that first 70 minutes, the way they played, because no one could legislate for Kylian Mbappé, he's a fucking force of nature. They did everything they had to do. And even to the end, even in the end, Montiel is the one. And those guys are all put together by Scaloni. And the way they play is to make sure that Messi can do his stuff. That's what it's about. And he has to get and he's getting flowers. He's the one he's getting some flowers from me. Scaloni. Has to that man is getting a botanical a botanical garden. A botanical (laughs) garden. You know when you
3: win those competitions when you're like a thousand pounds for months for life. (laughs) (laughs) Scaloni's getting like a a thousand thousand flowers per month for life. A
4: month, yeah. Yeah, that's what Scaloni should get. Flowers forever. Flowers forever because it's an amazing achievement for, for isn't it. It is an unbelievable that achievement. The thing staff, is, yeah. With, yeah. with
3: Argentina, this was, I mean, we didn't even really talk about the penalties, but I think they kind of, to be honest, I, I remember, I was saying in extra time, I was like, France need to win this in extra time. If it goes to the yeah, penalties, they're because done. Lurice, and, and Lurice, because Lloris, Lloris, have you seen
4: his record? In the world? It's, he's not yeah, saved yeah. one. Never saved this is why you look at Harry France, Kane, yeah. I know this isn't about England, but you look at Harry Kane, he should not, just hit the target. Look at, if Kylian Mbappe was saying, I can't believe Harry Kane took two penalties. He took two penalties. He to, took three with the shootout. <laughs> well, he took three. But like in the game, he took two penalties. But yeah, yeah. you have to know, you have to know your... Pl- I look at Emi Martinez and the way, he, remember the shit with Ober and all that stuff, what he was doing for Arsenal. I was thinking, this guy is going to go to another level of shit And he did. Especially like, you're right, Moose. What he did, I like Emi. You know what I mean? I, I like Emi. Uh, but like what he yeah. done in the shootout what, what cross the line in respect to Cross the line, but, this but is I'm the looking thing. He, at he, Lloris in there. He, right, He's too. He doesn't look imposing.
3: No, no. E- Emi Martinez. There was a. There was a. I can't remember, forgive me. Who uh, I forgot who wrote it, but I saw someone post basically. Someone wrote a piece essentially being like, "You already lose the shootout before you start it against him because of all because it's it's now he's, now he's now built up with. a rep mm. that you kind of you feel like you're on the back foot already. Yeah, I think we when Mbappe with Emi, didn't he's, fucking he's, see it. No, no, no. Well, I mean, he, he's just, he's, he's otherworldly. So yes, it's just, it, he wouldn't. But I think with, with Martinez, he's someone who, he's, he's the perfect example of someone who you absolutely love him if he's playing for the side you're rooting for. Mm. And if you don't... You hate him. Yeah. I think, you know, there was a great save for the first one that immediately puts France on the back foot. Mm. Chumainy misses the second. And it's kind of, it's kind of done. It's done. It was done. It, it, done. Felt, it felt done. It yeah. felt done early. It felt done we talk about penalties being a super cruel way to decide anything, but this felt like the most epic of epic movies you had ever seen. Yeah. Just ramped up the intensity and the drama throughout the whole thing. And it was just, it was the only way that they were going to get separated, I think. Yeah. Because. If they scored, they would have scored again. (laughs) Exactly. And it's just, but, but to be honest, I think, I actually think the most disappointing thing about this for France, I don't think we'll be losing on penalties if once the kind of smoke clears, if you like, I think the most disappointing thing for France was that it it took them so long to play because Mm. when you could see when they started to play how quickly they hurt Argentina when they wanted to. Mm. And I think for them and for for Deschamps afterwards, and the main questions about Deschamps, maybe we can talk about this more on the Stadio coming out later in the week, but Mm. I think that there's a big decision to in terms of what happens now because this is a f- much different generation coming through for France than the one that Deschamps won the World Cup with mm. and they need to play in a different way because they can play in a different way and that will be the most disappointing thing they took, it took France so long to finally start mm. playing football in a World Cup final where if they'd started after 15 minutes they may not have even needed extra time yeah
4: can I just say about, talking about one of the sides that I think I'm most impressed with It could go down as one of the best was Morocco. Yeah. I thought Morocco from back to front, if they had a fucking striker, I don't want to digress too much on this one, but I thought they were going to stay. If before France scored, they're going to keep them blocked and then hit them on the counter-attack. When France scored and they started to play, that's when you see, right, okay, yeah, France can be got at, no danger. Because they played some unbelievable football in that, for me, again, in that game. It's funny you mentioned that, that fucking unbelievable football. Morocco
2: would have watched this final and thought we, could, we would have I, fancied honestly, ourselves. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Reguagui watching this game
2: would we'll watch this game and be like, those are problems mm. that I solve and those are mistakes mm. I do yes. not make. I think, honestly, Morocco would have fancied yeah, that I mean, matchup it's, it's so much. Honest, yeah, they would have, right. they and, and, would have loved a piece I don't of think,
3: that. I think it would have been, it would have been a very different kind of final, but I don't think it would have been any less entertaining. But I think the thing that made this final was purely the stakes, you know, like, what was on the becoming bro. the first what the first uh, manager to win back-to-back mm-hmm. World Cup since Vittorio Pozzo 1934 mm-hmm. and 1938 was the only yeah, manager to win two yeah. World Cups in a row. Uh, obviously first time since France were looking to do it for the first time since Brazil 58-62 but then mm. Messi's like full story arc, feeling complete. Mm. Sid Lowe's written a really good piece of the Guardian, by the way, which I'd recommend anyone reading.
2: He's already filed on Messi. You're joking. Yeah, he's, and basically is, he's completed football. Messi's it's completed good. football. Because <laughs> this is the thing about Messi. It's interesting. Like the World Youth Cup, I think when he scores two penalties in the final against Nigeria and they win 2-1. Uh, and it's almost like funny because Messi has been a journey with penalties, obviously, and and, and just in general, it's been the journey. And, The incredible thing about what he's done is first started watching Messi uh, when he was Mm. a teenager, right? Messi has done something. He's been doing something otherworldly pretty much every week for the last 18 Mm. years. Like Messi's done something incredible almost every week for the last 18 years. And not necessarily a goal or an assist, but like a move or a touch or a thing. Like at any point when you tune in to watch Messi there's, even when he's quiet, he does something that blows your mind for 18 years. So in terms of the human happiness that that man is responsible for, either individually, the skills he does, or collectively as part of a team, and for him to win a World Cup as a leader mm-hmm. of a team, where he defers to young players and where they embrace him as someone that treats them as an equal, is nothing I, short I, of astonishing. Yeah. And I know not, it's nothing that's ever mm-hmm. been done in team sport for the sustained period. And I'm not sure it'll be done again. You
4: know what I'm thinking, right guys, I'm thinking as anybody else had to come from a shadow like that, like a married, like that can you imagine his sleep last night? What well, his sleep must have, when he put his head on the pillow last night, Lionel Messi, it's just like, it must've been the best sleep ever in his life. Simply because it's done. And you're right. He's completed it. He's completed football. You know, he's there,
3: may be, there may be like certain icons that have but I can't think of any that have done it that have had such a that have been individual to individual you know you had like the, French, the only
2: one was 2016 LeBron James yeah I
3: mean in terms of the NBA yeah for sure mm-hmm. but I think in terms yeah. of football specifically I don't think Ronaldo never really had to deal with the Eusebio stuff no, um, no. because of what Ro- they'd want at international what level what, Ronaldo de Lima. International what level. about
4: Ronaldo de Lima and Nazario maybe
3: I think maybe but, but again the thing is with the glory I think with Brazil and the same thing that happened with Spain because Spain hadn't ever really done it before to that level. Mm. There was no, there was no one that was, they were constantly being compared to. With Brazil, there were always too many. Yeah. You know, you always get the Pelé thing, but with Brazil, there were always too many. And and I think that, I think probably Neymar and Pelé is the closest actually.
2: I think Ronaldo is the one that understands truly actually. I think actually if you had conversations about it, because I think Ronaldo 2002 and don't forget like the, the hype around that man, the expectation, 98, and then to come back after the fit. I think that that was actually, I think that if there's a mountaintop in football at this point, it's wild to say that Mbappe is on he that is, mountaintop that he's, he's there. there. He's there. He's there. He's there with Ronaldo. He's it's there great, with Maradona. Been... He's there with Cruyff. Like, it's unbelievable. Mbappe is, he's walked up onto that hill and yeah. he's 23. 23 You've got trick in
3: a World Jesus. Cup final. He got the golden boot. He's already won a World Cup. He's, like, honestly, I think the, this is the thing that, like, even though that France literally lost the game, I think there was yeah, no, but they had no everyone, right to be everyone, in it. They had no right to be lost, in it.
2: Everyone won, basically. Yeah. It was like this is the, yeah, exactly this, this. is the beauty of it. Mbappe was devastated immediately after the game, Ryan. But to know, it, here is the thing: he is going to sit back, and it's always going to be painful because losses are painful. But here is the thing: when he actually understands the scale of what he did, I don't think he's clocked it yet. France had no right to be in that discussion. There is something I tweeted. I said, look, if you'd said to Leo Messi. Um, If you said to Leo Messi, basically with 10 minutes to go of this game, oh, by the way, in extra time you'll be defending in the right back position, he'd been like, what? He would have told you to off. (laughs) Because they were proceeding, they're proceeding to like, it was a bit, the scene now, you know when Modric goes off against um, Argentina Mm. and it's 3-0 and the game doesn't feel safe until Modric Mm. goes off. When Di Maria went off, it felt similarly pivotal. It felt like the game was over. The substitution is basically signalling the game is is done. Mm. And it felt like it was done. It felt done. So from Mbappe to return France to a place where they could have literally walked sure, off with yeah. that trophy. Yeah. It was, we've it was, never it was seen that. We've never yeah. seen that. An
3: unbelievable final. Right. The, I think probably the the greatest the, the greatest think, World Cup final I've I've ever seen. I personally. think it's,
4: it could easily be the greatest World Cup final ever. Because mm. every everything that I will I ever think, see, so I, I can't, can't imagine yeah, one more than I can't. Yeah, I can't It had remember. everything.
3: It had yeah. abs- and it even had even had one final. Bit of absolute grimness afterwards, where FIFA did their absolute best to ruin the best fucking final of all time by with- their with the forty minutes after oh no, Argentina no. had won the World Cup, they still hadn't lifted the trophy. I was like, what is going on? How is the World Cup presentation more boring than like? I don't know, some kind of school presentation when, when you Did younger. you notice when
2: Invartino came down, the crowd energy just, completely nah, changed. it's the same.
3: Like when he fucked around at AFCON as well, it was just like that guy. Like, honestly, we'll talk about this more on Stadio maybe mm. because I know you've got to go in. Yeah,
4: like, no it was a magnificent spectacle. It was, man. From a purely football point of view, unbelievable. Messi's the best of his generation. And I think that, I'm not saying, oh, in fact, I am saying, I think the World Cup, that solidifies it. The, the World Cup solidifies that.
3: And in the words of uh, Harry? And there ain't no doubt in my mind about that. <laughs> this was fun, man. I know. I, I'm glad we did the thanks, Stadio writers right right House crossover. Yes, House right Stadio crossover. Great idea, yeah, Brian. Great idea. I like it. Yeah, it right?
4: I like. I like that. And honestly, I would not want to. Wish, I couldn't wish for two better people to share one of my most greatest moments watching a football match with. Likewise, oh, dude. I'm still, I'm still in. I'm still kind of like in shock. I'm in shock about it. It's the great football. Is continually. It's just the giver. It gave the, the amount of times I can't believe what we saw. honestly moves, The amount saw. of times that we've gone into games thinking, "Oh man, this is the one," and you dream of what you want, want it to be. You want him to play amazingly, him to play amazingly. You want it to be end to end. You want it it was all that, but we had to wait for seventy minutes, seventy odd minutes. But like Jesus Christ, man, what an unbelievable football match! The ultimate football match was the ultimate football match.
2: And it was actually, it was the final which reasserted the World Cup as the dominant, in terms of, within the imagination, as Mm. the dominant footballing spectacle because the Champions League is, you know, I love the Champions League. Mm. The thing about the World Cup is it's the myth. Mm. And I said this, I I was asked, I mean, I don't know how I was even managed to do this, but I was asked to write a a piece about the World Cup for GQ and I filed it at 2am. And to be honest, I said to my friends, "I'm struggling. I, I actually, it's such an emotionally intense tournament throughout, and the football, the final, everything else that to even process. And I filed this piece, and goodness knows what they'll think of it, but maybe that's part of it. It's yeah. the mess of it's, it. It's the yeah. fact that like, there's too much to process. You know, there was a thing I actually. I have to say, I woke up my first thought this morning actually, Ian, was football frightens me. And when I say it frightens me, it frightens me, the level of emotion, passion that inspires." how much it matters. You know, you see Buenos Aires and everyone's celebrating and I thought to myself here and I thought, I'm a bit nervous because football means too much, actually. Does that make sense? it does. Like it's it scary. Means, you know, that, that, that scene with the video where Messi basically talks to like a guy in his 90s who's a Newell's old boy fan and Messi basically does a video chat with him live mm. and the guy doesn't expect and the guy hasn't seen Newell's win anything in his lifetime pretty much and Messi comes on and says hello and the guy starts crying mm. and 90 something year old man is like, Mercy. and Messi's just there like kind of smiling like nervously and I thought God this is um, scary the, power, the emotional power, the power that football has wield over us mm. is it's actually too much I, you know what I'm
4: hoping that what what this final will do for, even for young players because like I say I can't stop thinking about someone like Mouani Colin Mouani and his chance I, I just hope people can watch this and and, and really understand and realize the enormity of what's going on and what will happen in this game for you to make sure that you bring what you need to bring to this game. Because it's, it's, it kind of like cements you forever, whatever, whatever you do, you're, you're cemented, you're there forever, how you've performed in this particular game and this particular tournament, this competition. And what I think that this one will do, it will make people understand what it means. What yes, it means. I agree, man. I'm out, man. You're out. I'm going to do. It. All right, man. I'm Safe gonna, trip. Yeah. Thanks I'm gonna for having us. No, man. Mm, thanks for having thanks. me. Thanks for having me. Yes, right, man. This is direct who's, who's flight has back to, to London. Do, direct flight to direct London. Direct
3: flight back to London tomorrow. Don't. Hey, listen. No doxing. No what?
4: <laughs> yeah. Don't reveal. His no identity. giving away <laughs> the location. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, no no flight
3: tracking shit, man.
4: Okay, bro. <laughs> uh, guys, uh, I, thanks, man. Much love, dude. Nice one. Thank you so much, guys. I will see you soon. See you soon. See you soon. Love, man. Pure.
3: That
2: was fun. Vibes, is not it? Good vibes.
3: Yeah. I, was, I, I don't know. I always feel nervous when he's on Stadio. <laughs> the big match. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> anyway, we've got to do our admin. So basically, as we mentioned at the top of the show, there'll be a separate Stadio coming Tuesday afternoon, probably where Moose and I will take a little bit more of a step back look at the World Cup, do a bit of a debrief. We're going to have the episode going up on Christmas Eve, which will be football things we've been grateful for this year. So don't forget to email hello at stadio.football with your thing football things that you've been grateful for this year. And don't forget the Stadios will be next week as well. So um other than that, check the ringer.com forward slash soccer and the Stadio out players on Spotify. Speaking of which, we're playing out on General Lee and the Space Army band. Track
2: called We Did It Baby. Vibes. Anything you want to add good What can you add to a final like that? Absolutely nothing.
3: We'll be back later in the week. Much love everyone.
0: i